Hello, people of the universe. In today's episode, we're going to talk about discipline. Enjoy. Hi, this is Amir Zoghi, speaker, coach, and aerobatic pilot. I'm on a mission to inspire, move, and transform people's lives. This is the Wisdom, Truth, and Freedom podcast, where I share mind-blowing insights about spirituality, self-actualization, and transcending those limiting mindsets in order to live an unlimited lifestyle and to make a dent in the universe. Today, I would like to have a conversation about discipline. And uh, the first thing I'd like to present and share around discipline is that the, the, the part of you that I refer to as the infinite part of you the part of you or the, or the oneness I sometimes refer it to um, doesn't require discipline. I just wanted to kind of put that straight out. Now, before you all get all excited and go, well, there you go, I don't need discipline. So let's throw discipline out. Please understand that to be able to connect to that part, there is another part of you that's distracted. It's, it's the worldly part. We have our soul as our being. We have our, our human part, which our ego thrives in. Okay? Nothing wrong. Everyone, everyone it's, 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 it's important for us to all have an ego, right? But you don't want your ego to be, uh, to control you. In a lot of spiritual texts, they say we must die before we die. What they're talking about is the death of the ego but it's not just so it's not ever misinterpreted that ego doesn't die. It's the power the ego has over you dies. So the discipline is actually for your ego. Your ego requires a discipline. Otherwise, you give it permission to run wild. And especially in the times that we're in right now with the coronavirus um, what happens is our daily routine is now definitely uh, interrupted, isn't it? So we're now noticing that, you know, I mean, I, I personally notice I'm, I am sleeping in more. Um, and, uh, you know, the daily routine is interrupted. I'm, you're not drive, getting in your car, driving to work for, for most of us. Um, the gym's close, so maybe some of us are getting lazy around, around, that, around that area. You don't get up and put your clothes on, your work clothes. Um, so we, this is very uh, dangerous. When I say dangerous, it's risky. It's risky because the ego can grab things here and, and, and run wild. It's, it's, it's very risky. Or it's, it's, you should be cautious when you are experiencing your life where you can experience things like boredom. Because when there is boredom, there is an invitation for your ego to run wild with overthinking. That's why it's dangerous uh, when someone gets too much boredom because they can, you know, they'll get into habits uh, that uh, that will become addictions. You will maybe overeat. Uh, you may drink. I know alcohol sales have gone up by 30 35% I believe it is here in Australia um, and that's a that's a that's a concern I mean alcohol stores never closed down there's no reason to go and buy more alcohol so that tells me that people are drinking more right so you need to be 
be very careful uh, of boredom. Now, in your soul or the the infinite part, there is no such thing as boredom. Okay, because boredom is when you are um, present, maybe. Uh, or unpresent, but you're you are in the story, and the story has the past, the story has the future, and the story has the present. And when you're not finding connection with the past or the future or the present, you create this thing called boredom. But besides this thing called present, there's also, and when I say present, I'm talking just so we're not we're not getting confused here. I'm talking being present in time. And if you're being present in time, you're you're still have you still have the association with the past and the future. When you're being present in the now, that's a very different thing. There is no such thing as boredom when you're present in the now. Okay, when you are in the now, the the the, the familiar feeling is a feeling of expansiveness. The familiar feeling is a feeling of lightness. There's a the familiar feeling is a feeling of joyful, being joyful, all right, or uh, happiness for no reason. There's no reason because of, within that experience of being in the now, it's a timeless experience. So there's there's no one, nothing, or there's no one or nothing influencing you or contributing to your happiness. You're happy because you're happy, or the, the the more correct term is is I like to call you're fulfilled you're you're, you're joyful um, happiness is something you normally associate with you know something from your external world being something has has contributed to you being happy oh you made more money oh somebody says you're amazing um, oh you won the gold gold medal oh you're going on a holiday so these things influence your 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 happiness. But nothing influences your joy. Nothing influences your sense of fulfillment. And you can't find that joy or fulfillment unless you have the ability to tap into the now. Now, most people along the way to tapping into the now, they tap into the present moment in time. And they're like, I'm not feeling any joy. Um, in fact, I'm experiencing boredom. And that's when you experience your mind starting to race away and look for things to do. Look for things to consume. Okay, so this is very important for to bring discipline in. Now, this is not just for someone who's bored. It's important to have discipline for your ego. When I work with my coaching clients, um, and I've got clients that are spread around all different parts of the world. So they're all experiencing what we're experiencing all together, but at different levels. When I work with my coaching clients, the first thing I like to work with them is their ego. Okay, now I don't, I don't necessarily tell them I'm working with their ego, but I start to give them disciplines because I, it's important for me to give something for the ego to do, to give something for the ego to focus on. Right, because I'm not here to work on the ego. I need to work with the ego, but I'm not here to work on the ego. Right, because if I work on the ego, then I'm you're doing things like telling them that they're great, you can do this, like just trying to you know blow hot air up their ass if you like. Okay, it's 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 false. Right, I'm not looking to work with the on their ego. I'm, I 
the, the idea is to work with the ego so you can give the ego something to do. This is mindset stuff. So then you can work with their soul. Okay, you wanna you wanna awaken the soul. You want that. You want you want people. I'm trying to get my clients to be able to feel and have the sense of their soul, and it's a it's a feeling. And again, it feels light. It feels expansive. It feels joyful, right? There is, and again, it has no reason. Remember, love, true love, right, has no reason. The, the false love, which is not really a false love, it's probably incorrect for me to call it the false love, but the love that you interpret through these human eyes, the love that we are seeking for, is a different love. And that's exactly what it is. It's a, you, you, you do something in order to receive love. You don't even know it. You have a goal, right? And your goal, what it's actually looking for, is for you to feel a sense of belonging, which is a sense of love, a sense of recognition, or get or gain appreciation, or get acceptance from people, or get people's approval, which are all forms of love. Because if you peel the layers of the onion back, what you realize is within that is actually love. But if you look back, what do you feel when you feel recognition? What do you feel when you have a sense of belonging? Even a sense of security is something you sense or that you attain when you have love. What do you, I mean, think about it. When you're in love with somebody and two people are in love, it's like you and me against the world. Like it doesn't really matter because I feel safe within this relationship. And it's, it's, uh, we are looking for all those things, but we are looking for those things in the wrong places. Now, why I say it's the wrong places, it's not wrong. I'm just saying that because that's a statement that's commonly used. We're looking for love in all the wrong places. It's not wrong. It's just temporary. The love that you attain from things or from people is, is temporary. The love that you... Now, you might say, well, no, there's people I love unconditionally, like my family or my kids. That's not temporary. I get it, right? What temporary meaning like, you know, you know the, the part of you that is here that is here temporarily because you were born and that one day you will die, you know, that, that's, that's temporary, right? Now, there's a part of you that is internal, that loves eternally. Your love is eternally. That's the part of you that cannot, cannot be interrupted here. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter what you're facing. It doesn't matter if people dis disapprove of you or reject you, which is an opportunity for you to experience non-love. Is that a word? Right? To be, to be not loved. Like that's why we fear rejection. We fear rejection. We avoid rejection. We do everything that we can to not get rejected because when we do feel, when we do receive rejection, we feel unloved. Today is very simple. I'm trying to keep it simple, so I'm bringing myself back to the simplicity the only part of you that you're looking to discipline is your ego, right? That does not mean don't discipline your ego. We want to give the ego something to do. We want to give it something to focus on. Otherwise, you will create boredom. And when you create boredom, you will look for connection with things, whether they're substances or you, you look to be busy. Maybe it's just being numb going through social media. Right there's a there's a busyness in that. So for me, when I'm when I'm working with my clients, 
and I work with some of my clients I work with them for 12 months the first few months I give them tasks to do these tasks are disciplines hey I would like you to go and clear out your cupboard hey I would like to you to go and clear out your 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 pantry there's things that, you, that you're not going to eat throw it out there's clothes that you're not going to wear in the next 12 months I get them to throw it out I'm giving them things to do um, now there's two purposes for that you know I'm giving you my 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 I guess I'm giving you hints and tips and how I work with my clients but but basically there's two things that happen when I do that you know you're giving them something to do their ego is focusing on something which is very important but at the same time they're creating space in their story they're creating space in and amongst their things space has everything to do with your self-awareness your self-actualization your your self-reflection okay it has everything to do with it well, you know you've probably heard me say that we don't like money we lack space we don't like opportunity we lack space we don't like love we lack space if you don't have the space things come in and just go straight back out if the cups full, as Bruce Lee would say you can't add more to the cup you need to continuously empty the cup. So if you missed my talk in the yesterday, I, which is currently posted on Facebook, I spoke all about space. So I won't go into that. So here's the thing, right? The most important thing about giving yourself a discipline is to ensure that you follow through with that discipline. Because there is a part of you that observes your self-talk. There's a part of you that observes the decisions that you are making, right? I like to call this part of you your, your monkey, right? It's sitting on your shoulder and it's just observing, right? Are we talking about the ego? Yeah, we're talking about the ego, right? Just in case you're wondering. But yeah, it's, but, it, but it acts like a monkey. It watches you and it doesn't listen to what you do. It listens to, to sorry, it doesn't listen to what you say you're going to do. It, it watches what you actually do. So you may say to yourself, hey, I'm going to start this discipline and uh, I'm going to get up every morning and do 10 push-ups. So I'm going to get up every morning and, and exercise, right? If you don't do that, it observes it and it attains, attains that information, right? And you're like, ah, you know, I don't feel like it. Uh, and you don't do it. You say to yourself, "Hey, you know what? I, I just I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out I'm gonna cut out um, I'm gonna cut out meat, for example. Yeah, I want to cut out meat. It's just a discipline. It's no right or wrong. I'm not talking about all that right now. I'm just talking about yeah. I'm gonna cut out meat. I'm gonna cut out meat for thirty days, right? But then seven days later, you've got this barbecue at your house. You got your favorite, you know, Persian cuisine. Like my mum comes over. At the moment, I'm a vegetarian, so. And I never forget when I started being a vegetarian, my mum made my favorite cuisine in Persian cuisine, which is orma sabzi. That's what it's called. And it's a lamb dish. And of course, my mum's like thinking I'm an idiot for being a vegetarian. She's like, you love meat, right? So she brings orma sabzi over, right? But I decided to do it so I would not eat it. This is my favorite dish. You guys got to understand, right? The, the point I'm making is if you say you're going to do it and you don't, the monkey it observes and it retains the information now why is this so important because when it's time for you to follow your heart move with your soul and actually do something that is really important for you it's not just about discipline it's a life thing it's about loving it's about becoming it's about attaining or experiencing your purpose like it's a big thing 
right? And it's about manifestation. And you say, hey, I'm going to do this. The monkey goes, no, you're not. It creates your self-talk. It feeds your self-talk. And it says you won't. And you're like, why? The monkey says, because you said you were going to eat no meat and you ate meat. You said you were going to go exercise every day. You, you, you didn't. You said this, you said that, and you didn't do it. So therefore, what makes you think you're going to go do this? Does this self-talk sound familiar? Right? The monkey's been watching. The monkey's been observing. And now the monkey feeds your self-talk. Here's the thing. We can use the monkey to create the opposite effect. And again, this is how I work with my clients. It is important, it is imperative that if you say you're going to do something, and like this is part of an exercise I do with my clients. If you say you're going to do it, no matter what, you must. So don't tell me something you're going to do unless you're going to do it. This is part of the discipline. So you create a discipline. I'm going to exercise every morning. I'm using stuff that most people will say. I, I'm going to... I, like, for example, if someone smokes and they say, you know what, I've always wanted to quit smoking and I'm going to quit smoking. I tell them, don't do that. And they're like, well, but I, want to, I want to quit smoking. Do that another time. Because I don't want you to fail on this. Because your monk is watching. Right? If, if you, like, I mean, don't, I mean, sure, if you're 100%, 110%, you're going to quit smoking and you know you won't pick up a cigarette, all right, you do this. But I usually tell my clients, find something maybe not right up there. Something that you know you're going to do. And again, most people think to themselves that they're going to do something that's going to create results. For example, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do 100 sit-ups every day, right? And then they think to, them, they think to themselves that they're doing this for the purpose of getting abs. So every morning they're looking in front of the mirror and they're like, am I getting any abs yet? No, right? It's, it's not the purpose of it, right? Because we're so consumed by thinking that we're doing this because of a result or an outcome. We're not. We're doing this because of who you're becoming, it's got nothing to do with the result and outcome. Now, when you become who you need to become, the result and outcome will become a reflection of what you have become. So they think they're doing the 100 sit-ups. And I let them think that. Okay, you, you're going to do 100 sit-ups every day? Great. Right? Without fail. You need to do this. Yes? Okay, great. What I'm trying to do for these clients of mine, what I'm trying to do for them is to help the monkey have the opposite effect. You see... Your ego or the monkey can become your servant. For most people, they are serving the ego. I said to you before, it's not that your ego dies, it's the power it has over you dies. Then you have an ego that's small. It's not small because you're so spiritual and so amazing and you have a small ego. It's small because you became bigger than it. You expanded your awareness, you expanded your consciousness, who you became became larger. You see, you left the ego small. It doesn't grow with you. It has your, it starts to interpret what you're interpreting. Oh, we need to be spiritual now. We need to be loving. And then the ego will go, well, I want to do the loving thing, right? But love, 
right? You, if you're doing loving or you're being loving in order to attain a result, which is what the ego is doing, and the result that the ego is looking to attain is in order to be loved. So you be loving in order to be loved. Because make no mistake, guys, the ego is not a bad part. It's a part of you that perceives that you are in separation that, and is a part of you that thinks, and which is, it's, it is right, he or she, uh, it, it, it believes that you need love. But it's the part of you that's looking for love in all the wrong places. It's looking for love that's temporary. It's looking for the love in, 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 from form. And when it receives that love, it's about controlling that person or those circumstances to ensure that it is attaining or continuing to, to uh, have that love come in. So, the idea of what I'm sharing with you guys here about this monkey is, yes, the monkey is observing. Most of the times the monkey is observing the things that you say you're going to do and you don't do it, right? Create a discipline right now with what's going on in your life. Create a, choose something that you know you're going to do no matter what. Just do it for seven days. Do it this week. But don't choose something that will create a discomfort of 10 out of 10. If one is the lowest, 10 is the highest, find something that's like a 7. Right? For example, quitting smoking, if that's a 10 out of 10, don't do it because this will have the opposite effect. If you say, I'm going to quit smoking for seven days and not have a cigarette, and you do have a cigarette, you might think no one saw it. The monkey saw it. And it, it retains that information for the very next thing that you say you're going to do. And it's going to say, no, you're not. And you're going to listen to it. You're going to, you're going to know it's right. Yeah, yeah. I always say I'm going to do it and I don't. And then you think, well, what was I thinking? The, the, the challenge for you guys, if you like, if you're up for this, is for you to find just one thing this week that you say you're going to do. And there's so much. You know, we're, we are in isolation at the moment. This is a great opportunity. Find one thing that you're going to do, right? And no matter what, do it. And just, just see how you feel. Just notice how you feel. Now, sometimes you might think to yourself, you know, you get up, let's say you say, I'm going to get up for a walk every morning, right? And then you get up in the morning and you think to yourself, oh, it's really cold. We're about to go, we're in autumn, in fall here in Australia. We're about to go in winter, right? So you might get up early in the morning or the time that you said you're going to do something. I'm going to go for a walk every morning for seven kilometers, right? But then you get up in the morning and you're like, you know what, I don't feel to right? That's the monkey, right? The monkey is saying it doesn't feel to. And where that's coming from is old patterns that the monkey's been observing from you. Don't listen to that. No matter what, do whatever it is that you said you're going to do it. Do it for seven days. If you really want to push yourself, do it for 21 days. It's up to you, right? And just notice how you feel. Don't look for the results that it's, it's giving you. Like the results in the story, look for the result in how you feel. How do you feel that you said you're going to do that and you're doing it? And no matter what, you're going to do it, right? Here's, here's a little bit of a clue. If you fail or you notice yourself give up or you drop the ball, right? Just pick it up and do it for another 21 days or 7 days or whatever it is that you're doing, all right? This is a very important process. It gives your, it gives your ego, uh, the monkey, uh, something to focus on. 
right? And you're, you're training the monkey to be on your side. You are conditioning your monkey. Next time, if you do this, you know, you, this, this, I mean, I, I, when I work with, with my clients over 12 months, we don't start here. This goes into all areas of the life. But by the end of the 12 months, when, the, the, when, they, when they feel to do something, they have the ability and the willingness to do it. Why? What's, what's the willingness? Well, the willingness I can't teach them. They, it comes from their soul. The more deeply I connect with them with their heart, with their soul, the willing, willingness expands. But the ability is, is, is the monkey. The monkey starts to believe in you. The monkey begins to serve you rather than you serving the monkey. I'd like to give you guys this seed that my mother shared with me. And the seed is my WTF experience program. This seed is not something that can easily be taught. It's something that you got to experience. Hence, the WTF experience. I would like to gift this to you, and it's now available for you to stream online for free. So just head on over to my website, amirzogi.com forward slash WTF.